Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Sue Rose Minahan, host and founder of Talk Cosmos, insightful conversations awakening soul growth, actually consciousness for soul growth. It all connects. And today is July 16th, the day before the new nodal system, or not system, but cycle. And that's what the conversation is about. I have a special guest today. And the new nodes were just at the tail end on the 16th with Scorpio as a south node and Taurus as a north node. And for astrologers, they understand that. Nodes means meeting points. It's elliptical points, but yet it has a lot to do with our collective past and what we are integrating into the future. Because we're always learning and we have soul growth. We're here for a purpose and having passion as we love life. And I love all our audience members. Thank you for subscribing. And I'm going to introduce our speaker today, who's Kay Taylor, the president of the Organization of Professional Astrology and a speaker. And if I could get the slides, I think I have. Very good. Thank you. And for those people that are not on podcast, you can read this. But Kay is a speaker. She's also on the board of here, I'm going to get my screen bigger so I can see things. Yes, on the board of Kepler College for Astrology. It's based out of Seattle, but it is online, and it's a very accredited school internationally. And Kay gives conference lectures. She trains intuitive astrologers, has a school, Soul Path School, and there's a link right here, which is under her name, Kay Taylor. Dot com Soul Path School. And Kay is an author, has Soul Path Way. I happen to have that book. And in chapters at the profession, the Association of Professional Astrology uh, presents called The Professional Astrologer, an upcoming one called Essential Astrology, which will be published next year. And Kay's certified with the large groups that we have and has a full-time thriving consulting practice based in the San Francisco Bay Area on the West Coast. So thank you, Kay. It's just great to have you. This is exciting. Oh, thank you we... for inviting me, Sue. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. It's always now on the third week that we have special guests, and it's exciting to get that new perspective separate from the panels that are ongoing to find out what's your connection and thinking of all these areas. I know with evolutionary astrologers, there's many ways to begin, but why don't we begin archetypally speaking about Aries? And I know you are an Aries, so I'm <laughs> lead on. Yeah, so this is, yeah this, this is my time. 
I think for people who are newer for astrology, I first wanted to say a little bit about the nodal axis and, you know, as you were talking about the way that it relates to consciousness, something that people who don't know a lot about astrology sometimes miss or don't understand is that that crossing point of the path of the sun and the path of the moon that represents the south node and the north node, that's where eclipses occur. And we have eclipse season twice a year. And those eclipses are mostly in the signs that uh, we're, we're talking about when we're talking about the nodes. And in evolutionary astrology, we think about the south node representing who you've been in past lives and all the skills and abilities and the incredible things you're bringing into the world as well as a little Achilles heel. There's always this little habit pattern in the South Node where you keep doing this thing over and over again that's kind of dead and old and it doesn't really work for you anymore. But you can bring those South Node qualities forward into the world and give them as gifts. Because like to me, I think of like somebody, say somebody who has the South Node in um, Libra. They are more of a Libra in my mind than a person with the sun in Libra. If you've got your sun sign in Libra, you're just learning how to be Libra. You're Libra for a lifetime. And over that lifetime, you're getting kind of good at it, hopefully. But you, you don't compare to someone who has a south node in Libra in terms of that ability to be you know, uh, accommodating, relationship-oriented, all about peace, justice, beauty, balance, artistry, all the Libra qualities. And then on the other side of it, the Aries North Node, the North Node represents the medicine or the development forward and what it is we are learning about if you're a South Node Libra person. So the qualities of, of Aries are independence and courage and bravery aries wants to do it just go for it like here i am i'm alive i'm free sometimes people think of aries uh, people or someone let's say who has a south node in aries who comes into this life with a mm -hmm. lot of aries energy they think of them as leaders but aries don't set out to be leaders aries doesn't really like the hassle in a way of having to talk to other people and accommodate and take other people's views into perspective. But Aries just loves to do and to, and, and usually what an Aries is doing looks very exciting and interesting. So people follow, mm. people like the Aries energy. They sort of draft in your wake if you have strong Aries energy. So all of us, as we come into this new time period with the transiting North Node in Aries, where the, where the North Node is, it says to us as a collective, this is the time to develop Aries qualities. And there will be a focal point because of the eclipses in that part of your chart where you have Aries. So it will be one house or two. And houses represent the psyche divided into 12 pieces or the way that the psyche is manifesting life actually in different ways, like your partnerships, your work, your career, your health, all, all these parts of life. So as we're asked to develop more Aries, it's time to connect to 
a me sense, what I usually call healthy or conscious self-centeredness. Mm -hmm. yes. Too much Libra gives itself up. Too much Libra is I only care about other people and making everything balanced and not upsetting anybody. And Aries says, what do I want? What is in my own self-interest? How can I trust my intuitive gut feel? Because Aries is actually a very instinctually intuitive sign. People don't always think about that. They think about mm, it's Pisces fire. and Scorpio and Cancer yeah. being intuitive. But Aries is very intuitive in a way of, of an instantaneous reaction. It is fire. It is so true. And as you speak, Kay, I have, I am of that generation with the Libra South Node. But I also have a moon in South Node and Neptune. So I recognize thoroughly and appreciate that need to exert my independence to cut away from what the relationship might require in giving consideration to the other, which can become imbalanced. I think of that seesaw, you know, I'm hanging up there in the air, not going anywhere or else I'm on. Um, it's, it's, it needs, besides that, how else I'm recognizing can any of us function if we can't trust our inner self? And that's when we need to focus on ourselves. And we also have that gift of our spiritual self, however you want to call it, that that Jiminy Cricket voice inside, you know, to lead us on. And I love the fact, too, that you're bringing up about the pioneer, because it's true. I can recognize that people like having a path created. You know, you think of the little footpaths that the animals went on they, they followed it and people followed the deer paths and the different paths through the forest it, it's better than cutting the bramble down and you know all of those factors so right right but the areas will cut the bramble down and the right. Aries wants to be embodied and go forward and like somewhat of a challenge and especially on a physical level. So as we come into this new nodal structure for the next 18 months, this is a time for each one of us to look at where do we want to start something new? Where do we want to do something that we've been maybe holding back on? Where can we be brave and courageous and just go for it? Like the Nike slogan, just do it, is an Aries slogan. And on the opposite side, the Libra, we're asked to let go of maybe too much accommodation, too much doing what other people need, too much vacillating, can't make a decision because the Libra will go around and around in circles trying to make sure everything is perfect and harmonious and balanced and everybody's needs mm. are taken into consideration, which is very lovely. Lovely is a very great word for Libra. However, it, you can get stuck in that energy. And each one of us for the next 18 months will be feeling that need to let go of the ways that we have been giving too much to others and not taking a stand, not going forward with bravery. It's sneaky because it gets back down to that other part of what Venus, the ruler of 
the Libra that always wants to release, you know, South Node is where we're, like you said, familiar. So, of course, we're releasing it. But also gets down to values. What's really, truly the value that we're, that's secure. And, and letting other people find their own crossroads, you know. I, I, there's so much here. I'm thinking in preparing the slides, we're going back and forth, which is, and I'm almost not sure if we're ready for this one. That's what I'm saying. But with, because it might be better just to present right now uh, the dates, because the dates mm -hmm. are every 18 and a half years of this particular cycle. It's actually 18 months. It, uh, Anyway, it's 18 and a half, roughly. So the last one, this particular one is July 17th to 2023 until beginning of January on the 11th of 2025. And then the last one was 2004 to 2006. I know that you said you had researched a few incidents that happened on the last cycle and the one before. Maybe we can speak of that before yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit yeah because when we're looking at these cycles it can be interesting to look back at your own life first and foremost and say well what happened what did you do at that time and for me like going back to the 2004 to 2006 of course that's the end of 2004 so it was like all of 2005 and the first half of 2006 so if you're listening right now, think about those dates for a moment. See if anything pops up in your mind of something that changed in your relationships, maybe something new that you started. And for me, I studied some very deep astral. I started very deep astrological studying at that time period. I had been a self-taught astrologer at that point for like over 20 years. And I decided I decided around early 2000 that I wanted to write a book. And then I thought, how do I know that I know anything valuable? Because I don't really connect to the astrological world in general. So I started going to astrology conferences in 2003. And by the end of 2004, I had signed up for my first significant astrology training. And that led me to meet many astrologers. And I started going to conferences and learning with all the lectures. And that was it. from there, I became very involved with the ESAR people who like run ESAR. And then ultimately, in 2014, I became, um, I came on to the OPA organization, Organization for Professional Astrology. And I believe, let me double check. Yes, when I did that, it was reversed. The south node was in Aries mm -hmm. and the north node coming into relationship, not being a little independent Aries. That, that, that was 2014 when I, I truly joined OPA with a vision of coming into OPA leadership. And of course, by 2020, they had made me president and the leadership is, is clearly happening. Uh, so 
that's the kind of thing that you can check back and you can see and you can go before that. Like I could, you know, I was in my childbearing years, the, the last one in 1986 and going through, in my case, you know, quite a lot of trauma where my first baby was born when the South Node was in Scorpio and there was, you know, big challenges in, in that birth. But then I was trying to like organize my life uh, after that with this same nodal axis that we have right now involving doing what I need to do, but feeling what's required by relationships all around me. You know, that there's like a, a stress or a tension between these two polarities. If we look at the world in the last nodal axis where Aries is the North Node, Prince Charles married Camilla. Mm. Okay. So that's a very good example of him doing what he wanted to do, what his heart always wanted was the Aries to do what he wanted, which was not what was allowed by the royal family and pleasing other people, keeping the harmony and balance of this is the way the royal family does it. YouTube was launched huh. in that in 2005. So here's YouTube where anybody independently can launch videos and put, you know, entertain people. And it's not controlled by Libra, where there's some organization or group that's saying, this is what we put on television. These are the movies we do. Like that was a huge step forward. You know, Kay, oh. that is fascinating. Right off the bat, thinking in this time of course charles is now king and camilla is now queen so it is a follow-through even though it was prior it's still in that same field of of timing the impetus the follow-through but the other is i'm thinking of youtube and now we have ai and of course pluto in capricorn is kind of going back as to how are we going to regulate this but yet it's still emerging so it's another whole sense mm -hmm. of communication great yes yeah yes mm -hmm. another thing that happened in that year 2005 is that uh, a man named andrew stimson who was scottish was the first person known to be cured of hiv and the the reason i thought that was interesting is because aries has to do with life force being alive being able to be alive and HIV was coming into our world in the early 80s, right? I was living in San Francisco at that time and, you know, very connected in the gay community. And that was the time when, you know, people were starting to get really sick. That was also the time that Pluto and Saturn joined together in their sonotic cycle at the end of 82 and Jupiter was around. So there was a similarity in the early 80s uh, with the three planets, Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter in Libra, and bringing forward a lot of new issues about uh, freedom to be in relationship with who you want to be with. And there were other issues like bullying and uh, gay marriage and treating people well. And, and so there's this very strong Libra theme in early 82 that is, is then we're having a certain level of solution for uh, when the nodal axis is, you know, Libra South Node and Aries North Node. The other thing that I thought was very interesting, Wikipedia will give you new words for the year. 
in 2005, two new words were glamping and texting. Oh, now, glamping yes. is glamorous camping. Now, yes. Aries is camping, right? I'm out there in the woods and I'm sleeping on the ground and I'm doing what I want to do. But Libra ah, is I yes. want to be comfortable. I want, I want some harmony and some beauty and some balance around me. I'm not just going to be laying on the ground. So we got clamping and sexting where you've got Aries, which is oh. like, Hey, I'm going to go for it. You know, here, here's my naked body. And, but you've got some idea that there's going to be a relationship involved. So oh, I yeah. thought those two words were very, very fascinating. To our Absolutely. That is so true. And I'm going back to Aries as a life force. It is that breaking free. Just to, this is following up with our whole conversation as, as the archetypal energy to, feeds into this. It wants to break away from that collective womb of completion in Pisces. So it's that life force, that spark that just initially goes for their idea, not even a thinking process. Yes, it's so important. Mm -hmm. It's not a thinking process with Aries. Mm -hmm. Like when someone rushes into a burning building to rescue a baby or a dog and they they just go in and they do it, even though people are saying, no, don't go, it's not safe. That's Aries energy, right? That's just that pure, not thinking, not worrying about the consequences. It's a very you know, biological level of courage and it's so fascinating too to bring up andrew stimson i think it's stimson stimson yeah okay because about life right now we have almost the antithesis of that of this not to get involved with it but this huge movement about pro-life or whatnot that is also very much on the minds and of certain energies in the world. So how that progresses will be. And that, of course, in some ways, as we're leaving Taurus, this also that life force that's come into body form, manifested, you know, Taurus of survival and resources along with the exchange. It's both relationships. So we've come from one sense of relationships, but this time, instead of that merging passionate sense of committed partnership relationships i don't mean to get murky here as far as our focus but i am recognizing that it's it it shifts into this aries libra sense of relationship that's more centered in your own value structure and self of of purpose and any rate i hope that all connected mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, when when you say that, that uh, what comes to my mind is this fact that for this last year and a half, where we've had Scorpio South Node ruled by Mars traditionally, and the Taurus North Node ruled by Venus, that that we've we have gone kind of a certain level of traditional. You know, Taurus can represent people who like things safe and secure and solid. It's a little bit of a white picket fence mentality that can come mm. with some renditions of Taurus. And in Scorpio, where we've been trying to let go of 
intensity and wounding and karmic issues. And yes, that has translated in some ways to some conservative forces gaining power and feeling that, you know, scorpionic things are happening, things that are dangerous and, you know, that we feel scared about. And now when we, we see this shift, and as you had pointed out earlier, we've got the same ruling planets, but now they're shifting around. And now what's happening is we're being directed to this conscious self-centeredness and thinking about the individual rights. Now, we're talking about abortion, that may be the rights of the unborn child, but it's also the rights of the, the mother, the family, the society, you know, whoever is, mm -hmm. is feeling like, you know, there's something that, uh, is at stake here. And we're looking at how do we let go of too much, uh, too much of a sense of balance and equilibrium to the point that it doesn't let an individual make their choice. It's tricky. It, like I remember President Obama had said, I think it was him who said that politics is messy. <laughs> it's a process. Yes. It's a messy process. But it's on a one process. scale of, of real mm -hmm. negotiation. I know in our chart, not here I'm deviating, but on the United States chart, we have natally Saturn and Libra. And I'm thinking it's the, the great negotiator, you know, that Saturn mm. energy that can consolidate the essential purpose and yet balance, in a sense, the needs and that. But that's the ideal in some ways. Mm -hmm. It's the process is not so interesting. Well, we were talking about reflecting back. I know we're tying together several ideas. That's why I flipped here. And we have about oh, a couple of minutes before our break. And I'm realizing that maybe we should just continue. What did you see in 1986? What was the... Uh the themes? Uh, 1986 was the Chernobyl disaster. And yeah. I thought that was interesting because, uh, you know, here, you know, life is on the line, right? A lot of people got killed with that. And prior to that, a lot of people believe that nuclear power was the best form of power that we should all go to mm. that because it would be cleaner and more harmonious and more balanced. Um, there was also in 1986, uh, an event called hands across America, where over 5 million people participated oh, oh, and yes. held hands from New York city to long beach, California, in order to, uh, bring attention to, uh, you know, the challenges of uh, people being unhoused and, uh, you know, wanting to bring, you know, more peace basically and, and healing to the communities. Uh, I, I felt sort of sad about that actually, because I thought, well, it hasn't yeah. really gotten any better, but that was a dramatic thing to do to try to bring attention and to gain funding uh, for some programs. Uh, and those were the two main things that jumped out. There wasn't as much that jumped out at me on that, that collective level. But how powerful. But how powerful, because Chernobyl mm -hmm. is, of course, Ukraine. And Ukraine now is center stage. It's it's representing, along with whether it's fires in Australia, hopefully not anymore, but yet a, a international focus that we're all 
have greater attention on. So that's very significant. And then also the hands across America, I remember that. And I'm thinking, of course, that comes from to the 82 significance with these, mm -hmm. the energy that a follow through with that intense mm -hmm. Libra and in air, you know, the grand conjunction with Jupiter and Saturn that were now in the air cycle for 200 years, but yet hands that I have to linger with that. Oh, and you know what I was thinking too, that's before iPhones, because now there's so often these events in a town where people, I don't know, what, what's the name of that, where they crash in and experience some, but it was very novel to, at that time, film probably the extensive of mm -hmm. people going across the nation. Like we yeah. are the world that the, the singing right. the song once that I think yes, uh, yes. Lionel Lionel did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Well, Kay, we are at that magic moment of the half hour and it's delighted. So we will return. This is, I'm speaking with Kay Taylor, the president of OPA, the Organization of Professional Astrology and with her own site, Kay Taylor. And we will come back. This is July 16th, talking about this upcoming event tomorrow. And for those listening later, it's on. Okay, we'll be back. Thank you. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, the energy of cancer involves emotions, which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles in order to complete an evolution. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Jude Ponton at the Whispering Dragon Center in Seattle, we cover the world of animals. This week, July 23rd, it's the fourth Sunday of a five-Sunday month and should be a behavior teaching show with Walter Stoffel, but Walter's still recovering, so I'm planning to surprise you with a very popular guest. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or... If you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Hi, Kay. We're back. At this half hour, I'll ask the guest 
what you have coming up. And I remember too, the subject is new drum beats. So what new drum beats do you have that are soon on the horizon? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, the first thing that I wanted to mention is that there is an evolutionary astrology conference in Borrego Springs from September 28th to October 1st, and I'll be a speaker there, and Stephen Forrest will be the keynote speaker. Borrego Springs, if you don't know where that is, is in the middle of the Anza Borrego Desert, halfway between San Diego and Palm Springs. It's an amazing place. And so I'll be speaking there and we'll all be gathering. There'll be great other speakers as well. And uh, for the, the days before that, I'm teaching an OPA peer group process at a resort where we will have a little casita, just four astrologers and me as the leader. And we do a three-day training for professional astrologers. And that will be in uh, a little casita where everybody is, has like their own room and bathroom and we have a private pool and a hot tub, which even though I'm an Aries, I have a lot of Pisces. And so that makes me really happy. Uh, then after that in October, I'm flying across the ocean to England where the Astrological Association UK is having their annual conference. And, uh, you know, this is called Light Emerging from the Shadows. There are many, many speakers there. Great conference. It's also hybrid. So if you can't go to England, you can also watch some of the lectures online. I teach a lot of classes. I have a mentorship group for astrologers. I teach astrology and intuition. And there's, there's, always new new courses coming up including i'll just mention a, a class in october three sundays for uh, people who are going through their saturn return in pisces so if you are in your late 20s or your late 50s or middle 80s there's a good chance you have saturn in pisces if you're questioning your whole life that tells you that you do and i'm teaching a, a class to help people navigate their saturn return in pisces okay that's very powerful and at the end we do have links people to look at astro bash great name and also on the newsletter i always include that astrology association conference mm -hmm. in in england and wendy stacy i believe is the principal of that and yes she's she's the chairman of that organization mm -hmm. sometime i'd love to have you and wendy talking now i know wendy does a lot of mundane so we'd have to negotiate how what subject and how to do all that but i think it would be great two fire signs talking mm -hmm. yeah yeah no we're good friends and i would love to be on a show with her oh, because okay. we can talk for hours <laughs> <laughs> then just give me a subject i'll, I'll lead out i'll talk to <laughs> wendy about that well here we have i guess nathan we could use our slides thank you sir and for folks to remind you upcoming is tomorrow july 17th now i have a slide and it's until january as i had indicated but let's look exactly if i can go back and do that quickly oh here we go well no that's this one nope okay well we will mention that for those people that are having a return i'm having a return this year i'm going to have my nodal return and those are at ages 18 37, 55, 74, and 93. 
And for the square, which you will see later, K is because we're going to have her chart up. She's generously contributing personal information here, not her, it, but, but just a chart and, and hands-on information. But those ages, because that's when your nodal is also in the cardinal signs, but the other two, which happen to be Capricorn and Cancer. And it could be reversed, one north, one south, but nevertheless, because there's 360 degrees, a square means it's at the quarter point, just like four cornerstones of a building, you know, one, two, three, four, it's square. And those are at ages four, 13, 23, 32, 41, 51, 60, 69, and 88. Crossroads. So there's always choices. And particularly with Aries and Libra, choice is a major factor. We have decisions to make. And Libra can always learn from Aries. Just be instinctive. Do it. <laughs> Jump. Get off the slide. <laughs> I know. I love it. Well, here is our chart. We can have some conversation about this. And there's three of them that I brought up. Same chart. But this shows for people. It's starting at almost 4 o'clock Eastern time. If you want to be exact, it's at 3.59 and 29 well, 3.59 and 29 seconds, 29, 23 seconds, pardon me. So for the nation, it's going to be in our sixth house of work and everyday living and our routines, our health, we might say, that category. And we're releasing things of the force is greater than ourself or the the 12th house energies. But nonetheless, all that can change depending where you live. It's not so vital. But here is the chart. And it shows the rulers, Libra, of, you can look at those houses too. We can go back. But we also have this impending force of tensions of direction. Which direction shall we go? Do you want to talk about that little K about yeah we have Pluto and the new moon because the new moon's happening just two hours ahead. That's tomorrow in Cancer. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, that's a very powerful new moon to be opposite Pluto and to be you know really in a a square aspect with this nodal axis. You know, one of the things about having the North Node in the sixth house is that. In a country chart, the sixth house represents services, people who provide services like firemen and policemen and the workers and the workforce. And, uh, and, and I think that's a very topical issue right now, how workers are treated, how workers are paid, uh, what's going on with the police, you know, from people saying defund the police and we don't want so many police because they're harming people in marginalized communities. And then other people mm -hmm. saying, yeah, but we've got, you know, this crime wave going on. And as people become, uh, you know, more and more, there's like unemployment and financial difficulties and inflation. That's a real problem. And so my sense is that that North Node, uh, you know, coming into Aries and it's, you know, starts out by affecting the area of, of work and workers. 
that there's likely to be some new innovative pioneering ideas of how we can mm -hmm. potentially solve these problems. And Pluto, at uh, the third house cusp there, Pluto brings in transformational energy. And when Pluto is in the third house, if any of you have Pluto in the third house, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's a very psychic placement, but it's psychic in a way that's the opposite of rose-colored glasses. And when, when people have Pluto in the third house, they are they see things that other people don't see. They see mm. the worst that could possibly happen. And then they don't even leave it at that. They start digging deep and trying to figure things out and can often be very stressed by the things they think about. The positive side of Pluto there, and it's, you know, we know it's going back and forth between Capricorn. <laughs> and That's okay. Yeah, that was the universe agreeing to you. Yes, it's going back and forth. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> going back and forth with, um, uh, I think we've we've missed we're on a different slide here too. Um, going back and forth between Capricorn and Aquarius for these you know year and a half now. And on one hand, it's going back and looking at the breakdown of patriarchal structure. And on the other hand, you know, coming in and saying, how can we be connected to this new world and to uh, the innovation, the technology, the changes that need to happen? And that Pluto gives us this potential to have deep conversations about the level of transformation that's needed. Of course, it's going to be stressful aspect to both the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra. South Node in Libra still wants to bring in ideas that are peaceful, balanced, and harmonious, but at the same time, wants to let go of maybe too much dithering going around in circles. And we can say, We've all been going around in circles and the fire is hot now. It's like we have the climate change, we have social issues. We have to get in there in a plutonic way and make hard choices and transform things. And that will be connecting across the way to this new moon in Cancer. So each person, you're all having a new moon experience in Cancer tomorrow. Uh, and wherever that is in your chart, there's the potential to launch some kind of new new start that's heart-centered. But on the world stage level, I'm hopeful, since cancer is a mm. sign of healing, caretaking, mm. thinking about families, that maybe there's a way that uh, if we bring all those together, because squares, when you have a, a, a cross like this, it creates four different squares of tension where there needs to be a creative solution to harmonize and to bring balance between these energies that are all speaking a different voice. It's cardinal, so it's speaking the voice of building mm -hmm. and starting, but each, each sign has its own idea about how to do that. It is very true. The next, I'm thinking several factors, and I'm thinking that if we looked at the rulers here, they have a little to say, and that's in the next slide. But immediately, I'm also remembering that, okay, with caretaking and families and voices that, and the nurturing, as you speak of, it's the stories. I think if we can 
begin to understand the depth of people's the meaningfulness to their stories and and begin to re-identify let's look at the next one because my I'm, I'm not as focused mm -hmm. we have mars that's ruling aries and i put and it has an opposition so it's looking at this other energy it wants to act in virgo wants to have that collected okay let's discern what is the essential here not even essential just what's what what do we need to fix <laughs> that's what it's thinking what do we need to fix and it's looking over there to saturn and pisces that's pretty spiritual that's a pretty spiritually powerful. Mm -hmm. it's spiritual and it does the hard work i mean saturn is mm -hmm. willing to work hard toward a goal whereas mars normally just jumps forward and gets things done in this more instinctual way. So they have to talk together and they have to come to a balance between, you know, initiating, making things happen, but also having the long range goal that maybe is being done in a little bit more of a creative or mystical way with Pisces. Yeah. I like this. There's hope here on the horizon. I feel because things the world has energy. I always feel tricky trying to say it. It's so basic to me that it's more than just a table and a chair. There's little atoms in there and they're vibrating and there's motion and it's it, there's life. There's life everywhere. And recognizing and changing our language and changing our values to uh, identify and grasp this gives larger uh, larger options for solutions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really true. Well, I'm debating. What do we have? We have time. I know that we can come back to this chart. This chart has just looking at the nodes mm -hmm. as it goes along for all uh, you were going to say something with all the people like in my chart at the end of the year those nodes they go backwards that's one factor we hadn't mentioned because they started the, they're the primary motion of earth you know as we rotate which is counterclockwise yeah yeah i wanted to mention that actually because i was starting out by saying about you know the nodes being connected in the sixth house and the twelfth house but as they move backwards over this year and a half, they are coming, you know, in the, the United States chart, they're coming into the fifth house of creativity, children, it's kind of the house of joy, and the 11th house, which is the community, humanity in general. So that will make a big difference uh, as it goes. And of course, for each person who's listening, it's important that you see what houses these signs are in. Where is Aries? Where is Libra? The other thing I wanted to mention, I was so glad, Sue, when I saw that you were saying that the nodal shift was on Monday, because that's the uh, the true node. And a mm -hmm. lot of people use the mean node, and they were saying that the node oh, shifted a couple of days ago. 
And, and so some people may be confused about that and wondering who's wrong. Neither one of us are wrong. It's one of those astrology viewpoint thing where some people like the mean node, it's average. So it just moves slowly backwards the whole time. Whereas if you use the true node, they go forward, back, 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 forward, back, back, back. And so they, they are not exactly tracking. My personal experience working with many, many clients, I see a lot of people that, that I feel the true nodes are what is most accurate for people in terms of when people are at that dividing line where the true node says one thing and the mean node says another sign. I like the true and I stick with it. I agree with you. And I thank you for that. Yes, I forgot. Uh, and, and actually in reference to the mean known for what I understood, it was before we had some of the astrological advantages of computers. It was easier for people to calculate. And of course it's habits and it, it continued. But the true node is definitely has a lot of merit. So tomorrow will be the day. And here is your chart that you've offered with this wonderful view of, for those that are just listening, there's Kay's book, there's a peer group, a soul pathway, there's this upcoming conference, the many events, the light emerging from the Shadows, which is the Astrological Association in UK event in October, Astro Bash, which will also be in October, which proves to be quite powerful here in the United States on the West Coast. So go ahead and let's share what you had intended. Okay. Please. Well, I just thought since since we were going to be talking about uh, our own charts a little bit and mm -hmm. our relationship to Aries and Libra. I would point out how intense this is in my chart. So if you're looking at my chart, you'll see that I have South Node Cancer conjunct Uranus in the fourth house of home and family and North Node in Capricorn in the 10th house. Uh, when I show my chart at an astrology group, people will go, oh, wow, you, you had an upsetting or crazy childhood, right? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. We won't go into details right now, but... <laughs> It, it was very uh, changeable. Uh, and, and then the uh, ascendant descendant axis in Aries and Libra and Venus opposite Neptune, Venus and Aries, Libra in um, uh, Neptune and Libra, and even the, uh, the sun at 11 degrees Aries, they square my nodal axis. Uh, this particular chart doesn't show where Chiron is, but I have Chiron at 27 degrees of Capricorn. So, so the Chiron gets activated in that whole cardinal cross with those four, four signs. So what that means for me is that with the nodes going into Libra and Aries, the entire construct of my chart, the angles, ascendant, descendant, midheaven, IC, then the Venus-Neptune opposition, which was 
very challenging when I was younger mm. in terms of relationship and the fact that I could see the soul connection in everybody I met and loved everybody <laughs> and had no boundaries. Uh, and I'm going getting, you know, yet again, another, another opportunity to find balance. In evolutionary astrology, we believe that planets or angles square the nodes represent a skipped step something that you didn't really get right in prior lives and you need to work on it and integrate that energy before you fully balance your north, your north mm -hmm. and south node. So with the nodes uh, coming into Libra and Aries, this is yet again another chance for me to bring those energies into more balance, bring in how I operate with Libra energy in relationships, in partnership with others, maybe where I sacrifice too much. And then the Aries, uh, how, how I can make choices that resonate for me, bring life force and vitality, my own version of you know, self-orientation. You would think because I'm a double Aries, Aries rising, Aries sun, that I would be, you know, could be extraordinarily Aries in the worst way, but with Moon, Mercury, and Pisces and Venus on the ascendant, that really tends to slow it down. And in fact, I've been much more of a codependent than most Aries would be. You know, this signifies, reminds me exactly that I think our horoscopes are homeopathic. We get that little balance that we need because if you hadn't that Aries, Possibly you'd never emerge out of that soup of, of connections. I have Neptune in my first house with the moon there and south node in Libra. So I understand what you're saying. In fact, my moon is exactly on your descendant, 22 degrees Libra. Isn't that interesting? Oh, wow. I hadn't uh -huh. looked at that earlier because in my own, I have my north node is 24 Aries Libra back and forth. And which, as I say, it'll be occurring later this year. And it, it's, uh, yeah, and this idea of, okay, the skip step, you're right, or the emphasis of, of getting that new chance. You know, everything goes back and forth. It's not just forth. We get an opportunity. Mine's in Jupiter. Jupiter is squaring my nodal. Mm, your nodals. So uh -huh. it's, but my son's in the ninth house. So philosophy and this idea of being able to exchange ideas and brainstorm and 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 recruit more information to discern it, it all aligns. I know mm -hmm. I'm talking a lot of astrology pretty fast here, but because I'm a Gemini and I have Libra, no, I have 29 degrees Virgo rising, you know, I the minutia. Okay, let's look at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what I would say for you with having a south node in Libra with Neptune, to mm -hmm. me, that's a very strong religious uh, past life energy of being, oh. you know, like, like Neptune can be the love and the forgiveness often associated with Christianity, and Libra harmonious, balanced. And so Jupiter, you have to have your own truth this lifetime. Yeah, I was very fortunate that I wasn't indoctrinated with all of that, but I have family that had that history. So I've had choices to make, beautiful choices. Yeah. Thank you, Kay.
Thank I you. <laughs> this was fun. Oh, good, good. Well, we look forward to another adventure. And thank you to all the Talk Cosmos audience. I have an ebook that will be coming out and we'll get connected further and deeper. And enjoy your new notes. Enjoy pioneering. So we'll be back again. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.